0: Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback
1: are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer
2: Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet.
0: As a comparison, Paul Stanley is. No, Paul is. The star is, child. No, no, no. Something good
3: for ya.
4: How has it been, if you. Have something
0: good All right, guys, for ya. and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast. As always, I'm one of your two co hosts, Alex Stiff. And across from me, we got.
5: Hey, it's me, it's Cap
0: (laughs) And the two of us usually just sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each week Uh, But this week, (laughs) it's going to be a little different Absolutely
5: nothing happened at all this week, we have nothing to talk about
0: (laughs) Nothing has happened, Uh, there's no bullshit to sift through whatsoever (laughs) (laughs) None whatsoever Oh god. So uh, to, to just before we even delve into that topic. How has your week been, sir? Oh, just
5: just doing the same old thing, man. Just uh just living. How's Thong the studio doing?
0: life, been? What you doing over there? Just uh we're rehearsing
5: for uh Steve Coleman's birthday party going on at the uh Keg and Q. Uh it'll be Tomorrow, February, what's a week from today at the de- time of this recording? I've got to be that guy that has to think uh, far ahead with notes. Uh, the 9th. <laughs>
0: there. February 9th. There Steve we Coleman's go. Steve Coleman's birthday party. It's 50th. So- 50th birthday, and that man has really done a whole lot for us. He's done a lot of great recordings for us, uh, and got new stuff coming out from Fan Damley Band Deadlock. because uh, I don't think they've even gotten that full album released yet, have they? Not yet. We're still waiting on a release, still date waiting on that shit, Daigle. <laughs> <laughs> Always, and um, Vendetta. And a whole bunch of really great shit. And Fifth Man Studios is just one of the coolest places to record. And that's the place we've gone to essentially since... fifth time's the charm, right? Or uh, the Ramones cover we did before that. That is right. Uh, The Ramones cover was first. So it's going to be his birthday, so we encourage everyone to come out if you're listening to this in time to the Kagan Q and wish this man a happy fucking birthday for giving you some damn good music. Mm -hmm. And and being there to help launch this podcast, really. Yeah, because Fifth Man Radio uh, spawned the whole thing and now we're doing something good for you. Yeah. Oh, man. And this show is also brought to us by Repo Record down on Commonwealth Avenue. Definitely check them out at www.reporecord.com or on Instagram at Repo Record. For all your new and used vinyl record needs. And they have live shows over there every now and then. That is true. And uh, if you follow us on our Instagram page, at something every so often we uh, share those. Because uh, the Born Heist have played there a few times. Uh, the War Boys are playing there soon. Yes, so
5: follow them to uh, confirm their, their dates and definitely go check them out. Yes. They're pretty badass.
0: And speaking of new music, I think Cap's got something a little... It's a little important to tell us.
5: Yeah, this is a podcast exclusive. Oh, this, shit. We've got brand new music from Gunpowder Gray guitarist Brad Roberts band, Satanic Panic. Now, these guys, uh, you played it for me
0: earlier. That is seriously a fucking good song. It fucking rips, dude. Uh, what is there going to be an actual album, an EP? What's, what's going on with this? Is it just uh, a single?
5: They're releasing uh, an EP, and uh, they'll be a releasing about the time of... Uh, this uh drops there will be uh, teasing it on online and everything through all all right. their outlets and everything too
0: nice so i guess we're going to go ahead and slip that song in now what's that title's cap this is bombs away by satanic panic enjoy Holy shit, that was amazing. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. No, uh, Brad is actually an amazing guitarist. And God, one of the times we went to Atlanta, we wound up staying up till what time in the morning? Just gear talking. Three
5: o'clock in the morning, just nerding out on everything. Guitars and uh, (laughs) Swedish rock bands that we're all fans of. Yeah.
0: He's a hell of a nice guy and a great guitarist. So I really can't wait for the rest of that EP to come out. So just to give you a little bit of teaser on that. And as always, as we tell our listening audience each and every single episode, that we have a voicemail hotline, and that voicemail hotline number is 513-463-7439. It's a fun little segment I like to call What's on Your Mind? Good God, you guys really let me know what was on your mind this week, man, why are y'all so angry? <laughs> well, before we get into all of those, we do have a few general questions and calls uh that we have to get to first before we delve into our main topics. so yeah. first up is Danielle, and uh, I think this one is primarily directed uh toward you cap so uh oh god <laughs> <laughs> let let's see
4: Hey, this is Danielle in West Virginia. And after listening to yesterday's episode and hearing you bust Cap's balls about saying shout out to everyone, I have something else to bust his balls about, he finishes so many thoughts with, and everything, or and everything and all. So I've decided it should be a drinking game for a show. And every time Cap says, and everything, he has to drink to see how much he has to drink by the end of the episode or how shit-faced he gets. There's my thoughts for the week. I'm sure I'll come back with more some other time. Have a great one.
0: Uh, A fun drinking game for every time Cap ends a sentence with... You listen to this way too damn much, Danielle. (laughs) I think that would be fun.
5: I'm not that interesting, am I?
0: (laughs) I think that would be really fun, though. (laughs)
5: I'll have to go back and start paying attention to that whenever... uh, Oh, as if you uh, don't anyway. No, it's just one thing. It's like it's one new thing I got to watch out for now. It's what I do when I listen back to, on these episodes. I'm like, what am I? What are my ticks?
0: Well, speaking of ticks, you also have been instigating shit. <laughs> because before last week's episode could even drop, you were already posting on Facebook going, Alex hates Van Halen <laughs> because you're wrong, man. Look, I'm just. Everybody I'm, needs to know. <laughs> And a few people, and you already put the voicemail out there. So people that called in like last week, like the day after we recorded the episode, before it's even come out, have left us some voicemails. Oh, so we've got I'm, a lot to go through today, sir. Yeah, everybody has to let you know. <laughs> it's not just it's not just me. It's everybody, dude. Well, uh, first up is your brother. <laughs> he decided that uh, he was going to call in. God. So uh, let's listen in and see what he's got to say.
4: Hey guys, this is William Nunn, brother of James Capel Nunn III that y'all know so well on the show. And clearly there's somebody I thought I knew, but maybe not so well, unless there's a backstory I'm not aware of. Alex is claiming that Van Halen is one of the worst bands ever. And I only have three guesses as to why. One, he grew up on the Gary Shirome album, and just heard that on loop, or he ended up hearing them so many times that he just couldn't stand them, which I could perfectly understand, or maybe he heard a whole lot of weird stuff from a whole bunch of people and somehow it turned his brain into mulch, and then all of a sudden whenever he hears the name Van Halen or hears the music, he somehow goes into that sort of negative response, like you would hear if you're somehow having... Uh, the material candidate type thing where you hear a, a word or a phrase and it makes you do something you're not supposed to. In this case, hate Van Halen. So, I just want to know from Alex's point of view, why is that? Because my general my general assumption is, traitor! But no, it's, it, there's got to be more to it. I want to know the story. Why does this man hate Van Halen? This I have to know. Do explain, good sir. Defend your peace. Have a good day.
0: <laughs> what
5: the fuck, dude?
0: And simply because he's not the only one asking questions, I'm gonna avoid that one and pass that off to you. That's your brother. <laughs> what you got to say about that voicemail? Helps is like I have all the questions. <laughs> I, I have more questions for you than he does for me. <laughs> he's trying to train his uh, voice, his uh, voice
5: acting muscles. <laughs> I don't know what that was.
1: I
0: thought that was hilarious though. Very, it was. I was dying over here. <laughs> and then Tyler Reese from Georgia. He he has one of the final words here and after this I'm finally I'll finally give my piece, but uh he he raised some uh he, he got in a few jabs. Let's listen. Uh-oh.
1: Hey, this is uh, Tyler Reese again from Five Branch, Georgia, and you know, Alex, I think you're a really cool guy, you know. Super fucking talented. And but Saying that Van Halen is the worst band of all time, when you're a KISS fan, just it's not adding up. Van Halen wrote classics like Panama, Running with the Devil. All oh, KISS wrote, I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. I'm having a hard time understanding your thought process here. I mean, we're also talking about the same band that came up with a song called Lick It Up, uh, a band that did that just utterly disgusting Shruther song y'all like so much, mm. you know? Damn. Y'all, y'all are cool, but huh. I, I, I can't get down with this. So, yeah, uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts as to why Van Halen is the worst band of all time, but Kiss is a good band.
0: Talk to you later. <laughs> okay. Look here, Tyler motherfucker. <laughs> All right. First off,
5: Tyler wasn't the only one that was talking that kind of mess. Uh, no. Devin reached out to me so saying, you like Kiss and Van Halen? I got at least two or three of those. I'm sitting there going like, I can't have both? Yeah, right?
0: So, what, what, number <laughs> one, what would be the problem with liking both? Right. I can't say, so that I, you would can't be have your dog one the or the other's. Cause that's, cause I, all right, look, 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 <coughs> I really don't like David Lee Roth's voice. I don't like the way he executes it. I don't like those fucking screechy ass vocal shit that he does in the middle of songs. It's annoying as shit. I can't stand it. Not only that, Eddie's playing is too much. It's too much.
5: It's, um, it's so tastefully too much. Though. It's not that's tasteful. The
0: thing. It's yeah. just bad. It's, it's not, bad. It's tastefully fucking too much and that's why Van Halen rocks so fucking hard, that, dude. The moment it's too much is when you ruin a song like you've really got me. Sure, that's not a fucking you know masterpiece song to begin with. It was still raw as shit though. Those records were just raw as hell. Yes, that was those like a room. Those sound. kinks records are raw as shit. So you don't fuck around with that and then add those fucking noodly ass whammy bar filled solos well, to it. Well,
5: that's what I'm talking about with the uh, with the Van Halen sound. That was all raw live in the room, except for like a few guitar overdubs here and, and there. Th-
0: so what? They're As not the, the first band to and stuff do that. Like
5: that. It's still the room sound on that, and the sound of those records is just fucking awesome too. Dude,
0: go listen to any seventies or sixties record. That's room sound. But They're like not a, the first band clarity, to do that. With
5: the, the clarity of that particular guitar tone and just how just ripping it is. That that's more the that's more to that's it. more
0: a tone to the producer.
5: Exactly. That's that has I'll,
0: nothing to do with Van Halen.
5: Hey, they knew what they were doing recording all that stuff and everything too and getting that 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 uh raw sound that made up those fucking songs, dude. <laughs> I,
0: no, I, I do not agree. That's I the whole I, thing, hate, just like I do grip not it, it, like rip it that kind guitar. of
5: shit without being like before it became mutated into like fucking math rock and shit like that.
0: But that was still the beginning of it.
5: It did start from there. Yes, you're absolutely right. It does stem from that with the Beethoven solo that he does on the uh on the electric guitar with his two fingers. It's, you're absolutely I, right. Fra- that, with, along with Genesis and Frank Zappa and Bacrezza
0: and uh, Yes and all that beforehand. Yeah, and I don't have a distaste for those bands, but just, it's primarily David Leroy's voice. I really can't stand that. That That's one of the main things that just really gets under my skin. Yeah, I mean... David and Look, Le- and Tyler's take on the popular Van Halen songs versus the popular Kiss songs, I've got a bone to pick on that one. <clears throat> I'm, I'm if you're like...
5: Not defending the David Lee Roth comment because you're not the first one to say that either. It's like when people talk about uh, Getty Lee from Rush saying like, oh, I don't like Rush because of Getty Lee's voice. And that's one of those where you got to fess up and be like, fair enough. Because I gravitated towards the music more than anything.
0: And I'm going to on Tyler's comments on the um, uh, popular Van Halen songs versus the popular Kiss songs. I'm gonna go ahead and take Strutter out of that conversation because I know <laughs> yeah, he's only. Fuck, sa- I know he's only saying that I to fuck it. with us. So fuck you too, Tyler. <laughs> but uh, I will give him Rock and Roll All Night and lick it up. Those are really popular songs that will get played on the radio. But I have said countless times that my. One of the top three worst kiss songs, in my opinion, is "Lick It Up." I was gonna say that. Yeah, that was a really poor choice to go along with. I, you have heard <laughs> me have to rant about that in the car before, because you've had it in a playlist or something, or it's popped on the radio. Yeah, I don't
5: particularly care for that song either.
0: Yeah, but it was still a situation. It came on, or we were really like, Ugh. And, and you had and you had to listen to my diatribe on how much I hated that song anyway.
5: So it's just fun because I've never cared for that
0: either. So that was a really poor example to well, use. Well, it's not really a poor example to use because um through all that still, you know, it was it's still a popular radio song. He's still correct in that, you know, comparing Panama and running with the devil which you hear on the radio, yeah. you will also hear rock and roll all night and lick it up.
5: I guess that as far as rotation, yeah. Yeah,
0: so he is still correct in that. I, I have to be, you know, fair and balanced on all that shit. But it, it's still look, the the one thing I also don't understand is a lot of people um a lot of the punk rockers, especially on the status, uh were really getting down on KISS, you know, especially for being corporate and shit. When they failed to realize that those first three records they had a little bit of funding for, but they were still on the road, not really making money. And they had DIY handmade costumes and all that sort of shit. That was
5: just Bill Coyne carrying the whole thing himself, was, yeah, really, to an extent. It,
0: it was literally a, <laughs> a startup record company that put a bunch of stuff on credit cards. Yeah. Literally, anyone can do that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> they just believed their own hype so much and just chaos magiced it into existence.
0: <laughs> Basically. So it's <laughs> like, that is really rock and roll yeah so and and that's and that's maybe gotten to be my big argument on that is they were underground and no one really accepted them until the 90s when right. the 90s rolled around that's when things changed because even through the 80s they were the ugly stepchild by the time the reunion happened that's when a broader audience knew about them, and all of a sudden they were a lot more accepted by the general public. But I'm gonna get into that later. Right? <laughs> Trust me, I'm gonna get into that later. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> so I don't know. I just I really just do not like Van Halen. Period.
5: So I was like, what did that have to do with Van Halen? That uh, uh, continuation in the '90s with Kiss.
0: Well, because. You know, one of the other arguments may have been, you know, the longevity of uh, Van Halen versus Kiss, which we kind of talked on the last episode, which that's why I was annoyed at you for putting the shit out early. I'm just like, why the fuck? The episode hadn't even dropped yet. So people were saying I was saying the worst band ever. I don't think they're the worst (laughs) band. They are just one of the worst, in my opinion. Oh, that's... That's it's still just you baited like, the fuck out of them.
5: <laughs> I kind of did.
0: I you to really baited I had to, uh, them. I had, to, uh, I had
5: to get back at you somehow. It was fun. And this though. was gonna be fun. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. And uh, Josh Carter does have just one last final thing to say about all this Van Halen stuff. <laughs>
4: hey, what's up, Josh Carter? Here, I'm just taking a shit at the Applebee's, and I'm pissed off. And I thought instead of writing "fuck you" on the bathroom stall, I'd call and tell you that. Alex is right. Van Halen is the worst fucking band of all time. Fuck them.
3: Fuck. <clears throat> fuck them.
0: <laughs> Man, you just hate shit the fuck out of that. <laughs> so I think uh, that, that that's a good enough thing to land it on.
5: Oh, whatever. Van Halen 2 is one of the best albums ever. No, it's not. It's not.
0: <laughs> and, and look, and something I actually told you earlier is... A good comparison with Kiss is like The Simpsons. Right. Because a We're lot more, this early. because because a lot of people may be listening and going, well, you sure are defending Kiss really fucking hard. Have you not been reading the news lately? Yes, motherfuckers, I have. <laughs> <laughs> we all know what's happening. Look, say it right now. I've said it a million times. For me, Kiss in their prime, their number one era for me is 1977 Love Gun, Love 2 era. Mm -hmm. That to me was Pinnacle Kiss. They had really cool merchandising. They had the best stage show. It was a great album. The fake Alive 2 album was really good too. Yeah, It was that to me in the costumes. I don't know if I said that earlier. Everything, all of that combined together was the kiss for me. That uh, just that gate, the image of that gatefold in Absolutely. Alive 2, that's Absolutely. that Kiss. Absolutely. I mean, there's a poster right there that just fell off the wall that I, I got to <laughs> get back up. It's literally a huge poster of that gatefold. And that's what know? I picture Kiss as, too, is that <sighs> gatefold. So, to me, that is their prime. And I like some of Dynasty, unmasked, eh, Creatures of the Night, heading in the wrong direction. And then from Lick It Up all the way to Hot in the Shade?
5: Yeah. No. No.
0: Not at all. Revenge is cool for what it was. And then after that, it was just garbage again. Even Baby though. What let's th- put the X oh, in sex. No, God, fuck you. The best. And that's, and that's what, what I'm getting ugh. at. That's what I'm getting at. That version of Kiss was no longer being trendsetters. When they were out there on the road, and barely making any money and just shocking audiences and the mamas uh you know fearing for their lives and the daughters falling in love with kiss. Yeah, when that that but they already had the They had that in the 70s by the time 80s rolled around they were the trend followers. They were following absolutely. that Van Halen sound and that's why I don't fucking like 80s Kiss either. Is, I'm critical one of my favorite bands.
5: Yeah, Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing did turn get mutated into that
0: fucking just shred hair metal sound that well Bruce Kulik is cut from that same cloth and that's completely fine Bruce is a great guitar player exactly and for some of those songs it really fit but as a whole I really do not care for that era of kiss and I don't either and it's because they were the trend followers anyway <laughs> moving on <laughs> so I've already said so it's very similar to the Simpsons they've had a rise and then a fall, but they still have a very rabid fan base. The Simpsons still have a very loyal fan base, but the, of the peop- but the majority of the people that enjoyed The Simpsons and its prime look at this current version as a shell of itself. And that's how it is with a lot of animated series like that, too. Mm-hmm, especially one that's gone on so long as The Simpsons. Exactly. It's not unreasonable to compare Kiss to that. They had their incline, and then... People have followed them either ever since and still hold on to whatever the shell it used to be, or people drop off. And that's like any legacy band. And but there are some people that are still genuinely excited for the tour, which I'm that's I'm completely fine with. But for me, I look at it in the Simpsons mentality of they had some really great seasons and I want to go back and rewatch those seasons, but I'm not really running out to catch the new episodes.
5: It's if you look at it like a franchise it's like any organization yeah peaks and valleys
0: so heading into that conversation uh bruiser braswell uh has got a little something to say about all this kiss shit so Uh, yeah let's see what he's got to say
3: hey what's going on fellas this is mondo the bruiser braswell from the band tape fist out of crap county georgia and i've been a kiss fan for quite a long time it's been about 15 years since i've seen him so I'm looking forward to them, probably at least see them about two or three times. And it's it's whatever, dude. I just want to go uh, see Kiss, have some fun. And I think they made some uh, comments uh, earlier about uh, a couple weeks ago or something, or a couple days ago, about uh, Vinnie Vincent not uh, celebrating what he did for the band. Well, if you don't want to celebrate what he did, you don't want to praise what he did, stop playing the songs that he helped, <clears throat> he helped write. Hmm. Huh.
0: Well, the thing, right. well, the thing is, the only song that Vinny really helped write was "Lick It Up." Yeah, and they're not getting rid of that. Paul's ego will not allow for that shit at all.
5: <laughs> and apparently, Vinny Vincent is notoriously unreliable for like any event. Oh yeah, no, he's like that, I, too.
0: And that's part of the reason I hadn't even touched on any of his shit. He's gone. He's been doing some stupid. Fucking things lately, and yeah. I just I hadn't even bothered going into it. It's just <laughs> too <laughs> much and irrelevant. I didn't care for his guitar playing style either. I didn't either. And and that was leading into that um um Eddie style playing. <sighs> <laughs> I'm genuine. I'm I'm consistent with what I don't like. I'm not just picking them out.
5: It all start. You know what? If you're gonna start with Van Halen, you might as well start from uh. I mean, you probably wouldn't even like the Genesises or the Yeses or any, <laughs> or Rush or any of that either.
0: Well, Pendrix is a huge Ace fan, and that's where, primarily where I lie. All right, I'm mainly an Ace fan, and that's one of the reasons. But I'm also, I'm also not what a lot of the fans would call a kool-aid drinker right uh, meaning i don't drink that blue kool-aid i'm not completely ignorant on ace yes he he's not he doesn't have it anymore either right but i he's still one of my favorite original members from 77 the good seasons Ooh.
5: we still like that uh cartoon character to an extent all the good time to- the good parts of it
0: oh yeah but you know so he's in my court so let's see what he's gotta say
6: Hey, this is uh, Vicious Hendricks from The Sadis down in Portland, Oregon. We played together down in uh, down South Showdown. Um, this whole entire thing going on with KISS right now, uh, it, it's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, KISS should definitely do a last tour. I think that Ace Freely should be in the last tour if this is the final tour. Um, I'm a huge Ace fan for sure. I'm not sure if I believe in the whole grope in the wife thing with Gene. I mean, Gene is an ass, but you never know. Um, but when it, I'm going to see Kiss today, so I'm kind of worried but excited at the same time. Definitely want to see how this all plays out. Um, but honestly, I do think that this whole entire last final show thing should be with the original two members that seems more finalized to me um being a big Kiss fan is myself uh thank you for having me on actually
0: bye well you're very welcome there you go <laughs> I think. so what do you primarily think on that because cap you were already saying that you would actually be interested in still seeing them on this tour. When that voicemail was left, he saw them Friday, uh, February 1st. Okay. So he the, by the time we're recording this, he's already seen it. He hadn't called back to say anything, so whatever. Um, so, But you would still be excited to see it. So explain yourself.
5: Because I have never seen them before, uh, play before, and hell, half of my life has been talking about Kiss and bitching about Kiss at the same time. <laughs> it's like going to if your favorite sports team has been just sucking ass for like 20 years or something like that okay but you still want to you still uh wear the gear and everything you still keep up with the roster and the drama behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff too it's the same thing you just want to go just as a fan every now and then just because that- if you if you haven't been to a game in like 20 years or in my case I've never seen kiss ever in my 31 years
0: of life so it would be right. that would be like the only angle i I would appreciate it as so, I find it really interesting that you compare them to a sports team, actually. Franchise. That That is really interesting, because a sports team, uh, whether... Because you're, of course, going to have favorite players throughout the uh, franchise. Exactly. But you're always rooting for the overall team. The problem sure. is, they don't ever replace a team member and then make that team member act like the old one. <laughs> so well. that's so that's an interesting comparison, though. Uh, well, first, I'm getting ahead of myself. So he was also <laughs> talking about um, the ace allegations. Uh, so, right, that's so, a whole so, so, thing. That, uh, that's a completely separate thing, and I might as well touch on that real quick because he didn't make mention of it. Randomly out of the blue, this last Tuesday, Gene had recently done an interview, and he said something along the lines of... Um, Ace and Peter are welcome to join us on stage for a song or two at any time. Even Paul backed them up saying, you know, if they're not on this, you know, if they're not on any shows. That's not because of us. We right. welcome them. So, they've clearly opened the door for him, but Ace has been really gunning to be part of the full tour in replacing Tommy.
5: Yeah, he's been trying to, in between Paul playing on his album uh-huh. and writing songs with Gene and yes. doing these vault appearances and the oh, Kiss yes. cruise and everything else.
0: He's been kissing ass, trying to make sure he can get back in the band, talking about how sober he's been, and at the same time, I really can't blame him, but in that Gene also said, while they're welcome to join us on a few shows, we can't rely on either of them to do the entire tour, Right. which I can even understand. I've seen some of the Ace shows, and if they're wanting to really go out with a bang and go out on top with everyone in their prime, he's a liability. Yeah. And it's a liability that would cost them a lot of money, so I can fully understand that. And it's not... Well, it is Ace's fault because he did a lot of drugs, but it's not his fault now because he's legit trying. So, out of the blue, Ace's page posted this. Yeah, like
5: one of his like uh, legit Facebook outlets, or like or or it appeared to be.
0: Direct the microphone to your face. It's right there. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, It says, "Gene, your memory is really incorrect. I was never fired from Kiss. I quit. uh, I quit twice, not three times, on my own free will because you and Paul are control freaks, untrustworthy, and too difficult to work with." (laughs) So let's pause there. I agree. That's correct. Yeah. Gene has made very false statements. Uh, Both times, there is record saying that Ace quit. Right. Uh, During the 80s, Paul flew out, tried to convince him, and Ace in so many words said, I would basically end myself if I were to have to continue in this band.
5: And there's documentation on various uh, biographies and stuff like that, too.
0: absolutely. So they wanted at least three original members for the Aerosmith tour. Right. And they wanted to keep Ace on board because they had just finished up that Japan tour and uh, yeah that's what it is he, uh, ace ended in japan right uh huh ace ended in japan by that point they had already replaced eric singer uh well, replaced peter so he right. was so that aerosmith they wanted at least three original members ace wouldn't do it so they had to get peter back so so, so that's that. the second time ace quit so ace has quit twice he wasn't fired three times so The next part, your slanderous remarks about my bad habits over the years have cost me millions of dollars, and now that I'm over 12 years sober, you're still trying to say I can't be trusted to play a whole night show. Well, that's exactly what I've been doing for the last 12 years in different configurations of the Ace Frehley band, to you and Paul's dismay. Well, that is true. He has been playing shows for the past little while in different configurations of his own band, and it's debatable whether or not that was a really good performance or not. Yeah, and just because he's technically up there and completing shows doesn't really mean he's stadium-worthy. He's playing... He's like
5: playing clubs. At he's, the, he's playing clubs and... um Making TV appearances.
0: Things like that, and doing expos. You know, he's not filling stadiums by himself. He's not playing to stadiums every night.
5: Meet and greets everywhere and things like that, too.
0: Next paragraph, I'm also not... I'm also the most successful solo artist to come out of the original Kiss lineup and proud of it. You and Paul have tried to derail my solo career multiple times over the years unsuccessfully. Okay, let's take that the first part. That one's I'm the a little most weird. successful yeah. solo artist to come out of the original Kiss lineup and proud of it. The only jab he's given on that is to Peter. That's not even really... To, that's yeah, not because really like and Paul and-, and Gene didn't really do any solo albums not At proper. All. Yeah. They, I, um, they, uh, each one of them have done solo albums after the farewell uh, tours. But exactly. But That was like way after that. That was yeah, like. Yeah. And not- Paul did his own solo tour, but I don't think he was really trying to make that like a career. I think that no, was just, he just a- did it
5: just to do it to give the fans something, the diehard something, I guess, and just give themselves a creative outlet. And then the
0: second part, you and Paul have tried to derail my solo career multiple times over the years unsuccessfully, ignoring Gene co-writing some songs with them on the most recent album and Paul singing fire. Yeah. Okay. And let's
5: not kid ourselves. All the association with Paul and Gene have helped boost album sales probably just a little bit.
0: Absolutely. And then he goes on. I've tried to be nice and friendly by inviting you and Paul to perform all my past albums for E1 Music to give you. T-. Okay, so there we go. He's saying. He's, okay, now he's bringing. So it he's up. he's mentioning that, but still he's kind of doing it as like a inviting you, but it's like it's still helping you at the same time, man. Yeah, um,
5: they're doing you favors, man.
0: Yeah, but today's comments have made me realize that you're just an asshole and a sex addict who've been sued by multiple women that you're just trying to sweep under the carpet, <laughs> which is true. Yeah. Moving on. (laughs) Icing on the cake is when you grote my wife and propositioned her in Los Angeles at the Capitol Records building behind my back when I was trying to help you out at one of your vault experiences, which I only found out about several weeks later. She was planning on pursuing a suit against you, but I told her to call it off. That's also rather interesting because after those vault experiences, he continued to work with Gene even weeks after the fact. Yeah,
5: they were getting uh, more... The appearances together were getting more frequent.
0: yeah. So, and then after that, it says, uh, so, uh, blah, 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 and blah, blah is really into the road for you guys. Blah, 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 blah. Without complete and heartfelt apology and offer to give me my old job back and removing Tommy from the throne I created, the shit will hit the fan and there will be no stopping it. It is on.
5: Yeah, that got real dramatic towards the end.
0: Here's my question, though I would like to believe that the post is not lying when a serious allegation like that is being said about anyone. Right. Here's maybe my train of thinking though, is if someone did that to my wife, I wouldn't want to associate with that person. Even if only I found out weeks later, I would be like, but by the way, Fuck that guy.
5: Yeah, how are we just
0: finding out about it now? Well, not just that, but I just I wouldn't associate with that person anymore. Even if I wouldn't make it public, I'd be like, well, fuck this guy. I'm not doing anything with him. No. So Madame why Marie. at the end of this is it saying, give me my old job back or else? I wouldn't want to work for the guy if he did that to my <laughs> wife. So that's where either, it kind of falls apart. <laughs> so either... And, and that's the difficult thing. So it's like... Either that's a lie, or Ace is really wrong-headed in all this. Yeah. But the icing on the cake is he didn't actually make that post. No, there's uh, no way. No, that's not his voice. That was actually from his common-law wife, Rachel Gordon. Uh, she made the same post on her personal page a few hours before making it on Ace's page. And she's been an issue before. There are recent. So I don't
5: know anything about her, really.
0: But there there's a interview with this quote unquote interview barely yeah. uh with this guy Isaac Cappy where you hear her ramblings about all of this and oh, you God. can hear like her style of talking and So her like, tone
5: comes through with the uh wording.
0: Absolutely. And she's also had uh trouble Problems with this guy, Gigi Gilbert, uh, Gilbert, sorry, uh, the author of Kiss and Tell, which was a tell-all book about Ace in the 90s.
5: That's right.
0: And there's voice recordings on YouTube about her just going off on him about all this different shit. I'm not going to play any of the clips. It gets a little dark in the end, so if you want to check it out, sure, why not? Yeah. But <clears throat> even in that, she goes, Ace doesn't know I'm calling you. And it's like, wow, you're really stepping in and making a fuss on his behalf? This was just to the author. This had nothing to do with the yeah. road stuff. This was a previous thing of like four or five years ago. Okay. But, but still, she's already, four or five years ago, she already has a history of going. Ace doesn't know I'm doing this. Jesus. But I'm doing it anyway. Cut your shit. And like cussing his uh, ass out and everything. And she's even said, uh, said shit like, uh, I'm one of the best things to ever happen to him. All this stuff. So this. So just, I might have to go home and check that out myself. It's a. It's very interesting. Yeah. If you're into that sort of drama stuff, it's it's very much of a, another Yoko Ono situation. Like just like <laughs> just off the rails.
5: Yeah. Just pure insanity.
0: So that that's the little bit of shit that's been going on uh, with Ace. Um, so to kind of bring it back in uh, with uh, some of the Kiss thing right now. So even if you do go see Kiss. How much are you willing to even spend for a fucking ticket? Well,
5: my line of thinking on it too is like not is that I would not spend that money for that ticket price. I'm not going <laughs> to spend that ticket price. I would go and enjoy it if I didn't have to. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not going to pay. What would be like lawn seats? Like a hundred dollars, something like that.
0: Probably, and, and that and that's and that's the issue. If yeah. If cheaper seats are a hundred bucks. The typical KISS fan is not going to be able to afford that. And, it could, and I
5: could be totally wrong, but I've heard some of the figures. People have uh, left, left us some figures on what the uh, floor seats are going to be like for general admission by themselves. And you know they're going to wait until like uh, maybe closer to show days to start pumping out lower ticket prices and stuff like that too for yeah. all this kind of stuff and everything too. Oh God, did I do that well, a lot? <laughs> Damn it. I thought about Danielle when I finished that sentence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's Rich from Cincinnati, and here's some of his
2: thoughts on the whole thing. Hey, this is Rich from Cincinnati. My word on the kiss thing. they I saw it coming. This is a money grab. When they forced Peter and Ace out and got control, they were setting up retirement. That's why ticket prices are so high. And if you're going to go see this tour, Go see it early because Paul will be ragged by the end. Um, I, I believe that they should pay honor to Ace and Peter and bring them along for the ride. Take the ones who got you to the big dance. You know what I mean? They want it. The fans want it. That's what it's always been about with that band. They're ignoring what the fans want by ticket prices and Ace. In Peter's absence. Thanks, guys. Keep rocking.
5: He's right. I definitely would not pay that ticket price for just the current lineup of the band.
0: And as I mentioned earlier, it's completely by design. Because you could tell he was a classic Kiss fan. He enjoyed them during the good seasons, you know? Right. So that that's maybe kind of the picture I'm wanting to paint here. Because one of the biggest things that's happened is, on this tour especially, Paul is lip syncing.
5: Yeah, he's talking about Paul's voice being blown out. Yeah, no, his, his voice is going to be fine. You just won't hear it. Yeah, so <laughs>
0: that's the big thing, and that is one of the issues I have. So he wasn't even aware of that. His, his issue still is Ace and Peter, and that's fine. But Paul is barely singing on this tour. He has backing tracks for nearly every one of his songs.
5: And that's why I'm not going to pay that ticket price.
0: <laughs> and, uh... Got this random voicemail. I think it's some guy on our network. Oh yeah, and, and he he uh, he had to call in. He has some. See, here's his thoughts. Oh lord, on what Paul is doing right now.
3: <laughs> hey, this is Reverend Shag from Reverend Shag's Double Shots. The only pirate radio station that matters, found on the Cult of Dave network, where you can find these two fucking yahoos, too. And for only a buck, you can get some of the best songs you've ever heard of. Is this a commercial? Fuck yeah, it is! But besides that, I'm calling about your fucking Kiss shit, dude. And uh, and they're going on tour and all this shit. And what I say is, dude, you guys should have hung it up a long time ago. Paul Stanley can't even fucking sing anymore. He's fucking on video, fucking totally lip singing. And the worst part about it is he doesn't even know the fucking words. He's singing when there's no words going on. How many fucking years have you been playing these songs, Paul, and you can't get it right yet? You can't even lip-sync? Fuck. Ah, th- th- ah, drives you crazy. Millie Vanilli fucking lip sync better than that guy did fuck oh and fucking uh remembering the Sabbath is a fucking gay ass fucking name cap <laughs> it's totally fucking gay alright guys I'll talk to you later love ya love the podcast you're gay bye
0: <laughs> Had to get a little jab in Didn't you Yeah Ow (laughs) Because he's
5: It sucks because he's totally right Oh I'm playing Come on Steve (laughs) Let's just do slack Babbitt. Jesus Uh, Christ
0: All right. So that was one of the last voicemails Uh, So that's gonna lead us Into our main topic So again Thank you guys for all the voicemails You really Fucking killed it this time (laughs) Uh, If you wanna call in Leave your own message About uh, a future topic Or you got some shit to say about what we're talking about today. As always, that phone number is 513-463-7439. And as you see, we do play basically everything we get. So keep it up, guys. It's really fun getting uh, interactive with you. Yeah. So let's get into the main route of today's episode, which is the End of the Road Tour. Some of the big things that wound up happening on that and the overall arcing thing is between... The expensive guitars for sale, the meet-and-greets being very expensive, but oddly luxury.
5: Very luxury. I mean, on, on top of the premium seating and everything else, too. Oh, yes.
0: Like, the backstage, like, I mean, champagne, mixed drinks, very, very nice. Not very rock and roll, either. Okay?
1: Uh, a <laughs>
0: Not particularly. particularly. And, and also out of the typical rock and roll working class price range. Of course, there are going to be fans that are still holding on to the current version of The Simpsons version of Kiss that are still going to shell right. out the money. But they know they can because they've conditioned their audience to do so throughout the years. And this is what's happened. So Paul is lip syncing. And the issue with that is. Right now, the reason it's an issue is because, yes, they've been doing hints of it before, like TV spots. Right. Look, motherfuckers, (laughs) if anyone's going to be on TV, especially live TV, they're going to lip sync. Exactly. That's just how it works. Especially in today. Yes, I get it. In the 70s and 80s and early 90s, they still did it live. Guess what? It's not that anymore. There's new time restraints. There's new FCC laws. There's new everything. They're on a fucking time crunch.
5: Every Super Bowl halftime show is lip synced.
0: Dude, it's, it happens. So, Everybody
5: flipped out over the Chili Peppers. They've been doing that for years.
0: So whatever, that happens. So when people were freaking out over the America's Got Talent, that wasn't anything. But Paul doing the lip sync on this. For the tour. For the tour. That, that's very different. Especially because they've come out in the past and ragged on bands that have done that. Both Gene and Paul have talked shit about bands that use backing tracks and lip sync to songs calling it glorified karaoke, which I would agree with.
5: But they've kind of backed themselves into a corner,
0: too, it feels like. They have. And they've backed themselves so much into a corner that the current audience does not care. Yeah. They're willing to accept it. And a lot of people are also saying that uh, Gene is lip syncing he's not I've watched uh, there's there's a YouTube video of someone that's like literally front row with the fucking nice camera that filled the entire first night and
5: I've watched it too I can verify that
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched it Gene is not lip syncing he is genuinely playing the instruments are genuinely on Tommy has a fuck he fucked up a part Paul you, when you see him strum it genuinely comes out and Gene he's playing some weird fucky shit you know
5: you hear the clang of the strings and everything too
0: everyone is genuine except for paul's vocals and they're also playing to a click very closely to make sure they can play to paul's backing track right which also makes the whole thing kind of stilted like uh the intro song is detroit rock city and to shout it out loud and at the end of detroit rock city they after they hold the note they're just kind of standing there at the edge of the stage looking around and you can tell they're processing and getting in sync they're waiting for the and, it, and it's very awkward because it's, you can tell, yep. you know, it's like you can literally see it in their faces. They're like kind of listening for it. And to be fair, every big band that plays
5: stadiums like that ha- has to wear those earpieces in order to hear each other clearly. You too, Guns N' Roses, Rolling Stones, all that stuff too.
0: Right. So let's fully get into it. This is my theory. So uh, after the unplugged session at MTV, that really sparked them back up again because the years prior, they were really dwindling. Uh, after Creatures of the Night basically flopped, uh, Lick It Up gave them a little bit of a pop, and then the 80s, they were Air slowly metal carried
5: them. Some, a but, they bit. Were, but
0: they were that band. That, oh, you were that band that wore the makeup. You know, right. it was turning into that. By the point Revenge came around. Alice Cooper kind of did the same thing, too. Exactly. They were the trend followers instead of the trend setters. And they started falling because of that. By right. the point where they were literally doing club shows during the Revenge Tour. You know, they weren't doing well at all. And that, and they want to rewrite history a little bit, but you can look at the numbers. The Revenge Tour was not selling well at all. Even though it was a pretty solid Album, same and thing. Up. Same thing with the creatures of the night. It was a solid album, but that tour flopped. Yeah, you know. So the, after that unplugged session, where the Ace and Peter got back up there, that really shot them back into superstardom. They throw the makeup back on; they're back in the public eye, just printing money too. Exactly for one of the very first times, because in the seventies they captured the teenage and I would say basically 10, 10 and up range. Yeah. because they had the comic book look and they were just uh bad enough to where your parents didn't like them. There was you know, of stu- they were very rebel you were rebellious to like it was, Kiss. It was
5: at that time frame too in the 70s where rock and roll was devil's music and shit like that. Absolutely.
0: Too. And you had to fight to be a Kiss fan. You know, I've heard yep. the stories, you know, if you liked Kiss, you were asking for a beat down, you know. So if you were a genuine Kiss fan in the 70s, you wore that with pride, you know. And then by the time Dynasty and everything rolled around, you started seeing, you know, young kids at shows and they started becoming a lot more cartoon.
5: Yeah, they became. uh... But
0: then those people had their kiss moment with Lick It Up and them taking the makeup off. So now that was their era. The kids that originally looked up to them in the 70s have now started listening to Van Halen, have now started listening to Quiet Riot and The Scorpions, and they've moved on. But the new fans that came out and, oh, all of a sudden, Kiss took the makeup off. That was interesting, and that grabbed a new generation the same way The Reunion did. And, and now by the time The Reunion's happened, that's 20 years. Yeah. That's a legit new generation. Now the mothers, now the, well, now rather the teenagers that liked them in the 70s are now mothers and fathers with money, Yes, exactly. See where I'm going now? Oh yeah. Now it's we've, a, we've had now, these conversations before. Mm-hmm. Now it's a family event. Now the mothers and fathers that grew up on the Kiss music want to bring their kids to the show. So now there's a young generation that's getting indoctrinated with Kiss. And they're a little bit more in the public eye because now CEOs at companies and people at marketing are like, oh, my God, I grew up with Kiss. I love this band. I know
5: what Kiss is. I grew up. That was everywhere when I was a kid. So now
0: in the 90s, they're bigger than ever because they planted those seeds in the early days. Absolutely. Now let's fast forward to today. After the farewell tour and the uh, everything that went down on that, Paul gets into art.
5: And that's why they
0: (laughs) hire hold on hold on hold on hold on i ain't getting there yet
6: i'm not there yet
0: i said this was gonna be a full episode motherfucker there are a few bands i can brain dump on and kisses one what's the time on this oh boy oh boy this is gonna be a long episode assholes buckle up (laughs) i'll take you a piss right now oh god all right, so during that time, Paul is getting into painting in an upper-class market the same way Gene is, because he would always be the uh, mogul. He was getting in with CEOs. He was, on, he was getting into the He's, stock market and he shit. He was wanting
5: to become Mark Cuban.
0: Exactly. Now, Paul is now getting into an upper echelon of people by getting into the artist community and that's a whole separate different kind of narcissism that the bankers and all that shit do yeah so now after the farewell tour Gene and Paul are making themselves known in a higher echelon and upper class name under a different persona. Now, these are the same kind of people that like going to see Van Halen because it's like, oh, that's that classic rock and roll band. Let's go see that. Kiss is now in that realm because they're getting to meet the person behind the mask.
5: They're getting the Rolling Stones treatment with all this shit and everything too. During
0: the same time in Kiss, they're transitioning away because now they have Eric and Tommy in the band, but they're keeping the Ace and Peter makeup. They're transitioning away. Look at any of their marketing. Look at any of the action figures. Look at these right up here on the wall. What does that say? The Demon. The Star Star -child. Child. Yeah. They moved away from the names. Now, Gene Simmons is the guy with the fucking Brillo Pad hair, but when he puts the makeup on... He's the demon. Demon, He's playing a persona now. And that's interesting to those bankers. That's interesting to that artist market. So now they started catering to those people. That monster book they released, that was huge. They barely sold any. The handful of people that did were classic Kiss fans that have held on all this time. Or their new clientele.
5: Same thing with the uh, Vault experience.
0: Exactly. Exactly as it continues on it was people in suits buying this shit or people that are still very accepting of the band or people that were fans of the band back then that now have a lot of money clearly
5: and fans like us will joke about like go fund me's for bullshit like this just for laughs but yeah no no
0: way i don't want to meet him that bad (laughs) (laughs) so it's like what so what they're doing now all of a sudden makes absolute sense that's why they're doing the lip syncing that's why they have a fucking painter as an opener not just because paul's sucking the uh, <laughs> uh, the artist world Because that was dick. a Paul Stanley call <laughs> absolutely so it's not just because of that but because and you saw the way the stage was set up he didn't have screens he had a little bit of screen But it wasn't on the big projector. It's mainly for the people that bought the expensive seats up front. Mm -hmm. Their new clientele is interested in that. Look at their backstage stuff right now. Champagne, mixed drinks, very high class because the high CEOs are purchasing kiss tickets to give out as bonuses. Eddie Trunk talked about that. I'm sure you heard about that. No,
5: I didn't hear about that. You
0: didn't hear Eddie Trunk talk about that, mister? I listen to every goddamn thing Eddie Trunk fucking says. I don't have satellite radio. You sure have YouTube you talk about a lot. That's or do pl- you only listen to half of those videos too, like a fucking TV show? Uh,
5: I fall, asleep. I fall, <laughs> I fall asleep to them normally. <laughs> I
0: don't know how you could fall asleep to those ramblings. I like Eddie <laughs> Trump, but goddamn. No, Eddie was talking about, just go look it up, uh, yourself. Look that it just, up, yeah. Cause I'm par- going to be paraphrasing it best, but he was talking about one of, uh, his friends. That's like a lawyer or part of a banking company or something. Uh, their higher up boss purchased everyone kiss tickets. Huh. And one of the pre- people asked him, they're like, Oh, Eddie, aren't you going? And he's like, no, I'm not going. Cause Ace and Peter aren't involved. And they're like, uh, isn't it the guy that sticks out his tongue and the cat guy? Yeah. They don't know the member names and they don't care.
5: And I brought this up on an older episode when uh, it was a news story where Condoleezza Rice was going to go see KISS for the first time. Yeah. Con- I guarantee you Condoleezza Rice doesn't know a thing about KISS.
0: Exactly. So that And that was during the reunion tour. It's the same kind of yep. shit they're doing now. They keep planting those seeds to the point where they're selling guitars for outrageous prices because... Radio stations are buying them to do as giveaways. Yep, I was looking on Instagram. Multiple radio stations purchased those guitars to do as giveaways. The fans aren't buying that shit. It's all being marketed to people that aren't us.
5: Yeah, and it's always the and there's that classic rock uh, demographic that I was talking about. Uh, again, a few episodes back with uh, the sticks, Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, thing and things like
0: that. And, and and the best way to kind of wrap it up on that is maybe you know this is they're Circus Soleil now.
5: They really because
0: are. some of the positives I know I just brain dumped on that. Some of the positives, the stage looks awesome
5: because we've watched the clips from the show and everything too. And uh, I mean the set list isn't you know anybody's dream set list, no. but they're having to cover like an entire. Basis I would say of they a did a pretty too. good
0: job spanning the eras. I agree. And Paul's recorded track isn't too bad. And and here's (laughs) here's maybe my final (laughs) argument on this because one of the things I hear countless times is, well, I want to go take my kid to see them, or I've never seen them before. Yeah, that would be exactly. So here's my problem with it though: is what are you truly seeing? Though it's half a cover band anyway, and the singer isn't really even singing the songs. He's miming
5: an experience.
0: Exactly. That's what they're selling.
5: And that, that's, that's what ultimately they're what selling. It is.
0: And that's my problem with it. They're selling an experience that's no longer a band. So I will agree with all the callers. It's all bullshit. I'm not defending Kiss in this. I don't agree with it. I like the good seasons and then the good seasons outweigh any of the bullshit they're doing now. And they don't care that I I don't like it anymore. They don't care. They don't care who doesn't like it anymore because whoever doesn't like it, there's going to be three more to fill it up. And that's totally fine. I'll bring it back to, uh, my football example, say, uh, and that's why it works as a football team, too, to bring exactly. it back to that, too. They're no longer going by member names. Right. The Demon, the Star Child, the Catman, and the Spaceman are now part of a team, and anyone can be part of that team.
5: And they were, like, they were teasing the hell out of that a couple years back, and they haven't really said anything about it much since.
0: Yeah, because they were saying one day uh, someone would replace Gene and Paul. I don't think that's really going to happen. No. Because I'll even compare it to Spider-Man. Right. In the Spider-Man comics right now, a lot of people and are... Paul cool used with
5: the, Batman as an example similar to this, too. Oh,
0: yeah. He was saying, you know, different actors have played Batman throughout the years. Well, that's a little different. I'll, I'll use Spider-Man as a better example. Right now, they're going through um, the whole Miles Morales storyline. And then now they've got the movie of the whole Spider-Verse, where there's so many different versions of Spider-Man. And the Peter Parker original Spider-Man is really getting swept under the rug. And I feel that one of the things that makes any superhero cool is their own singular identity. Right. When you start making it a situation where anyone can be Spider-Man what's the specialness of Peter Parker? You know, right. but Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Same as I see Ace Fraley is the space man. I makes see total sense. Especially- Peter, Chris as the cat man. I see Gene is the demon. So it's tough for me to see, someone different as Spider-Man. It's also different for me, uh, I'll take it to Venom. Venom, uh, the Venom symbiote has taken a hold of Eddie Brock, but he's also taken a hold of Flash Thompson, the Scorpion, the Punisher, and I've not liked any of those iterations either i think eddie brock is venom is the coolest venom that and to me that character is associated with that alter ego
5: different robins one's a pissy teenager one's a cool guy and exactly one's a, one's a little kid
0: so that's maybe the problem i have with current kiss is i let's like that take, analogy so, actually and let's take that and let's use paul's analogy as a comparison paul is using a movie as a reference Someone has played this character multiple times, meaning different people have played Bruce Wayne, who is Batman. Exactly. And that's so what I was he's saying. taking it that deeper level. And that's maybe the problem I have with his train of thinking is no one in real life can play Ace Fraley, Right. You know, which is technically who the spaceman is. And that's the problem I have with it. It's not just a someone is replacing the band. It's someone is replacing the integrity and the foundation of it.
5: It's like the thing with the Spider Man example. I think the Flash had a couple of different. I don't give a fuck. I'll pay attention to the fucking (laughs) Flash.
0: (laughs) <laughs> you're going way out of my wheelhouse. I, I could talk a little bit on Batman, but no, seriously, you, the only character, I only- see what you're
5: getting at though. Yeah.
0: Especially with those characters yeah.
5: that they created, there's only one person that could play any of those
0: roles. Yeah. So that, that's just really the way I feel on kiss. And the thing is, is I filled up that fucking episode. This was just a me ranting episode, essentially. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. But there's only a few bands I could really brain dump like this about. Uh, kiss, the misfits, and then I can kind of do it on Spider Man. I'm not quite as knowledgeable on Spider Man, <laughs> but I know enough but you're right, to Peter, be passionate about. But Peter Parker
5: is my Spider Man, too.
0: Exactly. So, you know, hearing that someone else is being Spider Man, it's like, eh, where's Peter?
5: Especially since this uh, End of the Spider Verse movie is out now, and apparently it's like the greatest Spider Man movie ever.
0: Yeah. And I'm not, and spoiler free, we're not going to say anything on it. But whatever, but for the folks that have watched it, what happens in the first bit of the movie is the reason right. I was an Initially turned off about it i'm like that i want a peter parker good movie and we've yet to really get a good peter parker movie except for homecoming i enjoyed homecoming homecoming was good but it's like we've yet to really get a genuinely best spider-man because even homecoming had its flaws yeah but so we've yet to really get a good spider-man movie but all of a sudden we got a good miles morales movie it's like, why can't we get a good Peter movie yet? It's like, why is that so hard? Exactly. <laughs> so so that's, that's maybe what kind of uh, annoys me on that. And it's just kind of maybe an odd connection to everything else. No, that makes, <laughs> makes total sense, though. Yeah, man. I literally ranted for about an hour on that <laughs> looking at the recorder. It didn't even feel like an hour. <laughs> it felt longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that's what happened with me this week. And Jesus that was our Christ. phone caller segment. <laughs> Do we have any rest of the show? <laughs> that's all my brain was this week.
5: I will give a shout out to uh, my friend Michelle Mabel. She listens to the show. Shout out, Michelle. I was over there. Uh... See how
0: annoying that is? <laughs> oh, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't even think about it.
5: I was, I'm sitting there going like, that's right. I don't know. I just... I... Devin said the same thing to me about, like, uh, so this so you're a guy that loves Kiss and Van Halen? I'm like, why can't I have both, dude? Seriously, it's like what I said at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I can have Coke and Pepsi.
0: Yeah, De- Devin was real uh, active on our Instagram, and uh, he goes, uh, Van Halen would never do such stupid shit.
5: Oh, with the painter and everything, yeah. too?
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, is yeah, Van Halen may not do such stupid shit, but Motley Crue sure has some fucking backing tracks on their show, too, so I don't want to hear you say nothing about this lip-syncing bullshit Paul's doing <laughs> with as big of a Motley Crue fan as he is. Right. Oh, God.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think that movie's coming out, too. Yeah. Uh, that'd be a fun couch I haven't bro- followed any
0: of it I haven't I haven't paid attention that'd be so. that'd be
5: one hell of a couch bro episode to just go oh, in with God. like no context whatsoever and I brought this up earlier too if they were smart they would do the thing that the misfits are doing with their reunion shows with uh taking away the cell phones it would definitely cut down on people calling out Paul and his lip syncing and it would leave the mystique of what the set list is going to be
0: oh that would still get leaked anyway and it still didn't stop the Misfit shows.
5: With the, I didn't get to see. Uh, was, it, was that a thing too that 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 all that get leaked out with the Misfit shows upon their uh, when they first were getting started for like the Riot Fest and all that. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. People were posting photos of what the stage looked like, pictures of the set list, and then you know people were still busting those phone cases out to uh, grab to do stuff. Okay. Plus, at the same time, you know, Kiss is a very party centric band. You know, they're not trying to put a lot of you know. But rules there's no, and restrictions. but there's no
5: mystique to Kiss anymore, and. That was one of the cool thing about things about Kiss starting up was mystique. There is,
0: but there is to their new audience, the new audience they're catering to, there is a mystique. And they don't care about the mystique. They want to go see the fireworks, just like Steve. They want right. to go see the fireworks. Uh, Sorry, I want to see a real band play. I don't want to see a circus Soleil act.
5: And that's what they are. They they are they the they're the circus.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're the psycho circus.
5: Kind of like what <laughs> Mot- kind of like what Motley Crew was on their last few tours same thing
0: and the thing is is again what i was saying earlier props to them their stage show looks fucking awesome they've got great pyrotechnics the lasers are great they've got really cool video panels
5: it's a show it's a show and not a rock and roll band
0: i would i would thoroughly enjoy a multi-shot dvd or blu-ray of it i would enjoy that but for what they're selling, I'm not willing to pay for.
5: No, because you're watching it all on a big screen anyway. You'll be better off watching it on a screen The, the only tickets else. that
0: we could really afford and I would feel comfortable paying for would be so far back, I'd be watching the screens anyway, like you said. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I would like just a really good multicam Blu-ray. Because, again, the stage show looks cool. And it's going to sound and better every, anyway. And every DVD is doctored, so I'm used exactly. to seeing that anyway. You'll, you'll have
5: actual good audio quality for your home setup.
0: Yeah, and they'll pick all the clips where Paul isn't moving away from the microphone and the, uh, when he's supposed to be singing. There'll be a lot of editing. Oh, yeah, and that's, and that's on every DVD anyway. So yeah. that's what I will enjoy out of what's happening I right now. I used to now. collect the fuck out of concert DVDs. I know, I have your old Symphony DVD set. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I th-
5: I forgot about that too. We were talking about old Kiss uh, bo- uh, box sets, and I thought, "Do I still have my Symphony DVD?"
0: Yeah, I've got it now that's because right. you were just trying to throw everything away, and I'm like, "Motherfucker's gonna want this," so I just grabbed it.
5: <laughs> and here I am thinking about it right yep.
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know you, asshole. <laughs> I'm being conditioned, like you said. <laughs> So I don't know. I like I said, they really great stage show. The um the new stuff for War Machine and God of Thunder looks really cool. So I mean, they are doing cool shit. They are giving a cool show, but they're not really a band anymore. And to bring it back to what Tony said, um, that's not rock and roll. What they're doing isn't rock and roll now. They're friends, but I still think they were they were were one of the best rock and roll bands. But they that's part of like... In their prime seasons, just like The Simpsons was one of the greatest animated series ever that's now been lifted by, some people will say South Park, some people will say Bob's Burgers, some people will say Rick and Morty. Yeah. You know, but at one point, The Simpsons were that. And at one point, KISS was the rock and roll band. They were the rock and roll party.
5: And at one point, the Chicago Bears were the Super Bowl champions. God damn,
0: quit talking about football.
5: But it's the same thing, dude. At one point they were like the greatest defense of all time. They were the they were the dream team. That kind of
0: deal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same it's the same thing. It is, it is, it is. So, you know, if people want to go I'm not telling people to not go see it but but you started some shit on Facebook motherfucker (laughs) so this episode is because you started shit I really don't know what to call the episode I wanted to call it Van Halen sucks and so do you (laughs) <laughs> but it was oh, so kiss heavy. I feel like it needs to have a kiss title. Oh, I know it.
5: We can go so many places with it.
0: <laughs> I at least had to say that it's probably going to be some sort of kiss title. Let's not talk about it now. But I just had to at least say that in the show because I did, <laughs> I, that was going to be because that was originally going to be the main crux of the episode was me defending myself against not liking Van Halen. And then and all then, this shit happens. <laughs> all this shit happens with kiss and we're like, oh, God, we got to talk about this now. So it's the great. original title was going to be Van Halen. Halen sucks and so do you.
5: <laughs> might as well make it like, hey, might as well just make it like a the barstool, like just asshole at a bar conversation about this shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and and that's one of the things I want to, you know, maybe get clear is, you know, there's also a lot of uh distress between the fan community especially on message boards between people that are diehard early fans and the people that what they call apologists yeah and i feel that there's a fine line between the two and that's really where i fall because i understand what kiss is doing i don't like it and i'm not willing you vote with your wallet everyone always says that you vote with your wallet and i am I'm not willing to pay them the money for it. I'm not either. You know, release a cool release. Like, the, they've been doing those um, Destroyer and Rock and Roll Over color vinyl releases. Right. Even though I haven't gotten them, that's stuff that I'm like, yeah, cool. That That's something that, so that's you something know. something that I, I would
5: be interested in.
0: Yeah, if I ran across that in the store and I had a few bucks in my wallet. Yeah, I'll get a second copy of that record. That's a cool color. I do that all the time. So that that's completely within the range of what the they should be promoting to that market, you know. But when they did the record re-releases, they were like thirty five dollars, and I
5: didn't understand that either. Is that just the record label thing?
0: At that I think that had to be the label put. Yeah, the, because that Kiss price. doesn't own. The yeah, music Universal either. owns all that.
5: shit. Exactly, so it might just be Universal price tags.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and it was the hopping on the you know train of popularity of you know vinyl coming back.
5: Yeah, and then getting, was like
0: what 2014, 2015 when they did that, something like that. And they yeah. were all,
5: and they all had, in order to renew their
0: contracts, they they have to contractually uh-huh. remaster anyway. Yeah, exactly. So you know they had a good reason for it, and the prices on them since have gone down a good bit so it's like you we have know, to
5: wait till the next anniversary
0: basically and then they go back <laughs> up in price again yeah so i don't know it, it just it just really sucks to be a kiss fan right now almost it because does. it's like especially because i do love them so much but i just hate what they're doing right now and it's i don't have an hour to explain to someone why i'm still a fan but i don't like what they're doing now i like the good season that's a
5: whole other uh, podcast good god <laughs> No, it's like me. It's like it sucks being a Tennessee Titans fan right now. (laughs) Everything is just
0: garbage. Well, I think it's about that time that we dig into our Spotify playlists, not KISS, (laughs) (laughs) and figure out what the fuck we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. <laughs> oh man, Captain, you go first this time.
5: Can I do a twofer?
0: Yeah, I do a twofer. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> well, this segment. <laughs> do it you want, have been man. ranting all day. I've been ranting all day. I'm done.
5: Well, this uh, segment. It uh is segment there. This segment <laughs> I'm That's Eminem and Eminem. I've been hanging out with Steve all day
0: <laughs> and he hadn't been doing shots. No,
5: <laughs> no, but, uh, this segment's brought to you by spaghetti town records. Uh, they got a new compilation out called the down South spaghetti accident. It's a compilation of a lot of cool bands uh, throughout the country that have played uh down South showdown and things like that too.
0: And another one of those songs will be played at the end of the show.
5: And I've been digging into it consistently here in the past couple of weeks. And, I dig a I dig a lot of it. There's some really good stuff on here. So definitely really I, is. go check it out. I think my favorite tracks on there, the uh ones by the Ravagers, uh Criminal Kids, um Ramblers tracks on there is really good too. Mm-hmm.
0: Have we done I don't think we've done the uh Ravagers track yet, have we? I don't think so, no. We'll do that one today. There you go. <laughs> So that's not just what you've been listening to. Yeah, what you've been black. listening to, sir.
5: I've also been listening to "Dark Black Makeup" by Radkey. Okay, this uh, came out in 2015. Three-piece right. band out of uh, St. Joseph, Missouri. the uh, The kid that's they're like really young kids too. I think they're just like 20, 21, something like that. And uh, this singer that plays lead guitar kind of has a. Very uh, Glenn Danzig with hard vibrato thing going on.
0: Oh yeah, but the songs are really chillers. So definitely check out uh, Ratkey Dark Black Makeup. Now that, that that's tricky though, because there are some people that you know do the whole Glenn Danzig sound, but it, it's it's a little too on the nose. Is it there like is, is it there, like
5: Volbeat? There is one,
0: no, no one. You know what I'm talking about. It's not no, detuned that's, or anything like that. Well, I'm saying, but like Volbeat, their singer is very Danzig inspired. Uh you
4: know. He
5: enunciates the uh, adjectives <laughs> it's not all vowels <laughs> actually uh, there is one song on the album that is kind of funny because it, the uh, the misfits influence is kind of on the nose. Oh yeah uh, what's it called? Uh, I think it's called lay song <laughs> There's a little Les song a, yeah, just like come they even do the come a little bit closer come a little bit, and it's kind of on the nose oh god <laughs> so i was like oh come on it's like greta van fleet with led zeppelin
0: with the entire set of theirs right <laughs> oh man well this week i've actually been digging back in and uh listening to some stuff that just, I've, li- I've really worn out in the past and then had to drop, and then now I've been listening to it again. Listen to Super Suckers Motherfuckers Be Tripping because that's almost one of those front to back just killers. That's probably one of my uh, top three favorites by them. And one of the things about this record that I really enjoy that they kind of talked about back then but have not, not really talked about since was just the production of it. It's what they call Mid fi and right. and that was even the uh, record company that was releasing. It was Midfire Recordings. And the quality of it is just really good because it's a little overblown. Like you can tell, it's peaking and clipping a little bit, but it's, it's not still the di- pretty round. It's, but it's not the digital kind of peaking. It's it's the blown out speaker almost kind of like there's there's moments like in pretty fucked up when they finally kick in. The, yeah, I'm picturing the, the, it the, right now. The needle was in the red during the mastering, and that was kind of on purpose. They wanted that hot the whole tape recording. sound.
5: The- the whole recording to be just a little distorted too.
0: Mhm. But the clarity is still really there. So that's that mid-fi sound. And I just really enjoy listening to that record mainly for the production on it because it just it's such a good raw record. It, it really toes that line between something really mastered and good because it it booms on your speakers. It sounds great. And it does it. it's not overbearing, you know? Kind of
5: like how uh Metal when Metallica came out with Death Magnetic, no, that no, was a no, huge no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, that was a huge
0: issue. No, this is a band touching the red a little bit more than usual. as opposed to Death Magnetic just going full blown. Well, no, Death Magnetic was just full box square compression. Yeah, that's all that was. Like a uh, like a, um, I'll explain that later. Okay. That, that's nerdy. That's a whole. That's a, that's a whole new talk. People have already Master tuned and out now. <laughs> no, that's <Fear> a- talk. <laughs> Plus, it would be easier. It's a visual thing. I could easy, easily easily uh, show it to you. Okay. Anyway, guys, that's been a fun episode. We got to bitch some. Like I said, even though the show is called something... I'm already getting ahead of this now. Even though it's called Something Good For You, every so often we have to bitch, and Cap started shit. <laughs> this is Cap's fault. <laughs> You're welcome. Um... If you got something good to share with us, definitely throw the hashtag something good for you on it, and follow us on the social medias at something g f y. And as always, if you got comments, questions, complaints, topic ideas, drinking games, <laughs> give us a call at 513-463-7439. I guess I only got really one more thing to say, and What's I think that? I think you know what it is, sir. Uh, don't you do it. Don't you do it. you have an outro for us? <laughs> <laughs> He's taking the headphones off.
5: Van <laughs> uh, Halen 2 rules and you're stupid.
0: Get the fuck out of my <laughs> house! How <laughs> my voice cracked on that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Shag from Reverend Shagg's Double Shots, the only pirate, st- uh, the only pirate, uh, fuck. fuckers, the only pirate, uh, I can't say pirate, <laughs> oh, now I can't talk shit about Paul Stanley because I can't fucking even talk, so fuck it, <laughs> okay, Crown Royal. Alright, edit that motherfucking shit out, motherfucker. If you put that on your fucking podcast, I'll drop you like a fucking... (laughs) Okay, this is Reverend Shig. Fuck, I'm calling back. This has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave. Podcast
0: Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to
3: it.